Hey folks, my name's Lemon, and this is Irregular. Let's get you up to speed. Irregular is an irregular conversation with irregular people released on a very irregular schedule. I guess that explains the name then. In our other podcast, The F Plus, we recently explored the burgeoning economy of Kindle porn authors. I don't need to tell you that digital distribution of books has changed the marketplace in recent years, but you may or may not know that it's hardcore erotica that's really flourished in this environment. If you browse the Kindle marketplace, you'll see what the major publishing companies think you should be reading, and chances are Chelsea Handler is involved in some way. But change your search terms a bit, and you'll take notice of the tens of thousands of stories that are making for a bulk of that content. Stories like Her Dorm Room Gangbang, Fisting Nights, and Paige's Pegging Party, all of which are part of a cottage industry built by a community of filthy-minded individuals making a business out of hardcore smut. For our first episode, Boots Rangear and I had a conversation with three of those individuals to discuss why they do what they do and what troubles they have in doing it. I learned a lot, and I had some fun, so hopefully you can manage at least one of the two. Things are going to get irregular now. Boots, how you doing? Oh, it's wonderful, wonderful. How are you? Yeah, you feeling sexy? Oh, super sexy. I've you know I got my pants on. That's are they sexy? My sexy pants. No, well, yeah, sure. Okay, well, thanks for you know rolling with me on that one. Yeah, uh, we have three uh, fr- three Kindle porn authors. Uh, we're going to talk to here uh, first. Francis Ash, how you doing? I'm well. Thanks for having me. Uh, fr- Francis, what are you uh, what are you writing right now? Uh, do you really want to know? Of course, uh, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> right now I am working on a couple of pretty standard short things, but then also a Viking werewolf epic fantasy novel, uh, where the werewolf will become William the Conqueror. <laughs> is, is this, <laughs> is this high fantasy? 100% serious. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also the second, uh, the sequel to my popular uh, circus clown gangbang, also serious. What is the what is the uh, title of the circus clown gangbang? Uh, predictably, it's Big Top Gangbang. Oh, okay, okay. So, so not Hong Kong, fuck, fuck. No, not 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 yet. Although <laughs> we could go there. You get subtitle. <laughs> Uh, we also have Jesse Bond. How you doing, Jesse? I am fantastic. How are you doing? Sound enthusiastic. I'm doing great. Uh, <laughs> Jesse, what are you? Uh, what are you writing right now? Right now, I'm working on a couple things on my plate. I'm doing a trilogy um, called "The Wolf with No Name," which is about a uh, cowboy werewolf um, who, of course, has to fight the forces of evil in his world, which is basically just cattle rustlers who may or may not also be werewolves. I'm still working on that one. Sure. And uh, I'm also kind of playing with an idea about a guy who uh, decides to take his first, dip his toes in the waters of gay sex because he can't stop thinking about his sexy neighbor who walks around naked in front of his windows. Just his toes? Uh, Just his toes. No, actually, probably other parts of his body as well. (laughs) I thought thought maybe it was just like half-ass foot fetish. (laughs) Yeah, just, just, just the tip. Just the tip. So, so you know, bi-curious uh, neighbor kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. 
Okay, but that one, that one's actually human on human. That that will be human on human, unless the werewolf thing starts to get really crazy, in which case I might throw a little of that in there. It's it's great. Werewolves are the little black dress of erotica. You can throw them kind of in anything. <laughs> they kind of go with any genre. Because a werewolf is basically just a person that happens to turn into a wolf. So you can put them on any scenario, and it kind right. of works. And if so, you don't yeah. want them to be a wolf anymore, you just flip the switch and then they're no longer a wolf and you're done. They could not be a full moon or invent some kind of crazy transforming pill like I did. That's all. It's it's, it's all good. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, We have one more. Uh, uh, We're going to call her Tanny. How you doing, Tanny? I'm actually a guy. (laughs) Oh, shit! That's why I apologize for my voice. Hmm. Uh, So, Tanny, you are uh, Tanny is not your uh, nom de cum. Um, no. But you write under uh, a, a female pseudonym uh, as a way to move products. Is that right? That's exactly correct. I've, I've talked to people, and for the most part, I've been told that men who write smut are considered creepy. <laughs> Francis, is that true? Probably. <laughs> The follow-up question, is being creepy really a bad thing in this, uh, <laughs> in this okay, particular okay, maybe, maybe not creepy, but uh, alienating. Creepy no, yeah, in an alienating no, way. It is, it is bad. It is bad to be creepy because you are marketing primarily to women. So you want to avoid that sort of creepy old man kind of stereotype. Sure. sure. Yeah, yeah. That's. I think that's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> but there's also... I mean, I also consider most of what I sell that actually really moves is stuff that I consider really creepy. <laughs> so, well, yeah, there's a certain aspect. I, I think, I think it's an emotional fig leaf kind of thing. So, Tandy, what are you writing right now? I am actually taking a break. I just released a bundle, though, which is three stories that are combined into one file that you can get at a discounted rate. And it's all about paranormal butt fucking. I like that. I like that you're actually pitching your story, which has to remain secret because you don't <laughs> want your real name. <laughs> I, I guarantee you. I guarantee you. There are at least six other ones. <laughs> I guarantee also, it. You have to remember that we are hardwired to sell you shit I, I all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's. I don't know about Francis and Jess, but there is. There is more love for money than love for the craft in me, so... <laughs> See, here's the thing. Uh-huh. When I, whenever I started, that's how it was. Like, I was, you know, cranking out these kind of silly half-cocked stories and uh, making cash, and it was cool. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. I realized that it's... You can actually do a lot of things while still working in this genre or whatever you want to call it you can actually tell a story okay and when i started doing that i started selling more stuff and then i started liking it more and so i'm not sure it's quite so limited as just you know crank out a porno scene and so there are (laughs) so there are you would so there are you would say uh items in your repertoire which you have personal pride in where you say you say that was a that was a well-written story that was a story well told Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Can I can I ask what the, what the title of like your most proud piece would be? <laughs> well, I think the the one that I'm most proud of presently is my uh, 
Werewolf Commando Gangbang series. <laughs> Which, yeah. Go on. Basically, my my premise was that I love 80s action movies, right? That's my sure. favorite thing. So I decided to take 80s action movies and then just put in what everyone reads into it anyway, which is hardcore gay sex, right? Sure, okay. And uh, it turned into a werewolf commando group fighting communist <laughs> vampires and gangbanging each other. And uh, it's... <laughs> so this this actually this actually brings me to a to a point. Do you um when you're and this is obviously for everyone, when you're writing, are you are you writing with an intent of, you know, let's let's start talking and then we'll just see where dicks end up or <laughs> or are you saying, you know, like here's a premise, you know, I can probably get butt fucking by page twelve. Like, is it is it that formulaic or is it more free form? Like it depends on what I'm writing. Some of them are definitely formulaic, but some of them I actually start writing for fun, and they just kind of grow on their own like Francis's story did. I'm, sh- I'm sure there's a lot of aborted uh, uh, stories. Do you, have, do you have ones where like the story's actually going around okay, but just it's hard to just force sex to happen? All the time. <laughs> All the friggin' time. <laughs> where you're actually it's thinking, like, it's preposterous for this werewolf to fuck this vampire. I can't make it happen. <laughs> yes. It, oh, it's horrible. <laughs> you know, I don't it's actually horrible. have any aborted stories yet, which is really? amazing because that normally happens to me all the time. And I've, I've been a writer my whole life. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. it, this is the first time I've ever been able to make everything I started eventually work somehow. Sure. I guess because you can just kind of throw sex at it if the story's not moving forward. But, <laughs> yes. but it's, yes. it's, it's like I've been thinking about it lately sort of like a lot. Yeah, exactly. An intermission of anal sex, which is what really what we all want. Anyway. That's a good title too. Uh, it really somebody, is. Almost, will you write all of these titles down here? Almost anything can we be are. a good title. But <laughs> I was thinking a lot lately about how it is you can, like Francis was saying, you can tell a story while also getting people off. You can do both, and people don't react badly to it. They like it. I think. I was actually really surprised. I got. Multiple reviews on my on my best-selling story t- talking about how they wanted to find out what happened to the characters afterwards, and they hated that it had an open-ended conclusion because they wanted to know what happened. And I was what? surprised because I really thought people wouldn't care after everyone comes. It's porn. Do you really care what happens at the end? But apparently they do. And it surprised me, and it made me happy because it's like I actually was able to engage people and make them interested in these characters. You know, and that's – I was surprised and pleased. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, so it's like the, the Sopranos ending. Did Tony Soprano clean up afterwards? Y- yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Jesse, how long have you been writing for? Uh, not that long. I started in late February, um, so I just I call it about about two months. Okay. Is this your is this your sort of first uh, foray into um, uh, what do you want to say professional? I guess or for pay. Uh, it's not, it, but it's the first time I've enjoyed writing for pay at all, so I'm calling it okay. a win. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, let me, let, I want to talk a little bit about, um, about uh, uh, photos here. Now, now um, uh, Tanny, you actually uh, went kind of a smart route and picked a, a profile photo that's believable, you know? It's, it's, it's fuckable, but it like, doesn't look... Uh, 
you know, like uh, some of the more obvious, like WWF girls. Do you give a lot of thought to your photos? Do you do, does it is it just sort of like ah, that's thematically fine. That chest is all right. Let's throw that in there. Uh, the profile photo or cover photos? Well, let's talk about your profile photo first. How much thought did you put into that? I actually put a pretty good deal of thought into it. I didn't want it to look like a porn star. Sure. But it, it also had to be clearly, clearly a woman, maybe under 30. Because that, it actually surprised me. That's most of who you sell to is Women the ladies. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least that's that's the most people I've had contact me about it and gush about my stories. So Who who is this uh woman in your profile photo? Someone who's who signed a model release to a photographer and <laughs> put it on a stock photo site. <laughs> wow. I, okay, so that is you're regretting it now. So it is legal. You're not uh yes, this isn't yeah. something out of I, I didn't Google just image take search. a picture of a I didn't just take a picture of a girl on the train. <laughs> in the bathroom. <laughs> the gym, right. Oh no, it's oh god. No, no, it's totally legal. Totally. Okay. <laughs> that's an, uh, boots, that's another title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally legal, swear to God. Totally uh, legal. Totally. Uh, oh, that sentiment sells so many books. Francis, uh, where does uh, where, where do you get your photos from usually? Oh yeah, cover photos. It's all it all comes from stock websites. Yeah, is actually, it, is it all so- the same one? Like, is every <laughs> like if I go to some website, will I see every Kindle porn cover ever? Actually. There, there's a, I don't know, probably five or six of them that I circulate through just because, you know, some photographers will post their stuff some places and not at others. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, it's kind of funny. Whenever you look through the covers, you'll find like, oh, hey, I use that. That's a good picture, you know, but it's <laughs> stuck on somebody else's book. But happens, yeah, all the time it happens. But that's one of the funny things because you see what people do differently with them. Like, oh, I made this guy into a werewolf barbarian, but this other one turned him into a sensitive cowboy, you know? <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, it's fun. Because I, I, I've, I've obviously been to stock photo sites, but I guess I've never been to ones where there's kind of, you know, girls and thongs all over the place. But are they are they making it? Is that their point? Like, is that why they exist? I guess for no, others. For other sexy purposes as well, right? No, they're, they're totally on just normal stock photo sites. You just type in either man or woman and the word either nude or erotic and you just you whittle it down from there just adding <laughs> keywords yeah. and different variables until you find that perfect picture of a twink in a thong that you were looking for if are you these, basically are, just search any sex, sexy or sex-related word on any of these, you'll get tons mm-hmm. and tons and tons. I've searched for the weird, weir- like I've searched for orgasm, and you get a bajillion sexy pictures. Like they aren't really related to the term; they're just throwing keywords on it. So you just got to look for, and it's sure. it's all over the place. It's brilliant, Francis. You uh, you you seem to work uh, really heavily in, in gay sex, but then there is straight stuff too. Yeah. Can I can I ask your orientation? Straight and married. Straight and married. Very so, married. so, uh, so your your propensity for writing about gay sex is what? What's the reasoning there? At first, well, like kind of like with the whole thing, right? At first, it's because that's what seems to sell the best. But mm-hmm. eventually, it became 
sort of a point of pride. Like I would go, oh, I, I'm not a gay man. I'm also not a vampire or werewolf. Um, but I can write about these things apparently convincingly because people buy it. And uh, so it became sort of a challenge to figure out how to explore these different things that I wasn't personally familiar with. So that's why I really do it now, but also because it still sells the best. So there is that. You know. Is it? Are you? Do you question like, oh, is my gay sex actually believable? Like, is this is this properly hot? Am I doing it right? Well, um, yeah, I do because I don't like I say I don't really know. But I've had um, people read it and go, yeah, this is really <laughs> well. Okay, I've had gay men read it and go oh my god there's this is this would be terribly painful i can't (laughs) but then at the same time they go "Eh, at the same time it's pretty hot (laughs) you know it's it's one of those things like you don't really the reality of what it would be like to do this sort of thing doesn't really enter into it because it's a nice Mm. romantic fantasy right Mm -hmm. like in the movie you don't worry about getting a disease or whatever because you're just having a nice romantic fling and it's kind of the same thing you know people don't really worry too much about the technical points of what what you need to slick up with or whatever uh which is what you kind of think about you go oh god i wonder if there's enough spit on that guy's wang or whatever (laughs) it's like any kind of porn like no one really fucks like a porn star because it would be damned uncomfortable it's that kind of you know it's it's, silly you would look really silly. Yes, also. Facial expressions and grunting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but when you're just watching, it's it's not weird because it's cinematic. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's an experience. Yeah, it it's sure like, is. Yeah, it's you know it's the difference between watching somebody do Shakespearean theater with all their over pronunciation and all this. Versus talking to somebody on a train. <laughs> yeah. If somebody it's exactly train, like that. Goodness me, I can't Don't see any problem with that metaphor. No, it's... none at all. <laughs> you don't Jesse, worry about it too much. Jesse, you're you're kind of thematically all over the place. Are you yes. are you happy with your sort of grab bag? Do you are you thinking about specializing in one way or another? Um, I th- I feel like specializing is maybe not the best idea, especially in this particular industry where whatever's popular can change like instantly okay. i just kind of want to cover all my bases and i mean if i ever get to the point where i'm super into one particular thing i guess i'll focus on it but right now i'm just like i think of an idea i see what people are buying and i'm like i'm gonna try this you know so i mean my catalog's very small right now so it remains to be seen what's going to happen in the future but for right now i'm, I'm enjoying jumping you know from genre to genre sure where are you? So, where are all of you picking up on these on these trends? Like, you you seem to be talking a lot about about the trends and the stories and, and what's hot. Where where are you finding this? Is it just looking at the ones that are selling? And oh god, this dragon fucking one is selling. So I guess I need to write dragon fucking. <laughs> and and, and if any of you if any of you really pondered going into the uh, the Hunger Games oh <laughs> genre, my god. That's genre of, of of children yes, killing each actually- other. <laughs> Someone yeah. actually did a Hunger Games uh, thing. I didn't read it, but I, I know it's been done. So I, For finding out what sells, it's mostly, at least for me, the Amazon bestsellers lists for erotica and checking my own sales and checking the Kindle erotica forums, which are b- both enlightening and 
terrifying. Is there so there's there's like mega hyper super duper creepos on that thing? I'm imagining yes. Um yeah, I've seen requests for recommendations. Oh, I really, I really really want to read a story where it's like a rape. And the girl is fighting and screaming and biting and trying to claw the guy's eyes out, and he still doesn't, and she doesn't like it, but I want to check off to that so bad. Is there, uh, is, does the word supernatural come up? Or Jensen and Jared, do they talk about that at all? <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I've seen a lot of requests for, like, demon and demon hunters and, oh god, always werewolves, always the goddamn werewolves. Sure. Yeah, people love the werewolves. Werewolves are hot. Are there, uh, are there are there are there content restrictions on Amazon? Like, is there like no non-con or is there is there anything uh, like that? We have we have I think fan fiction writers also have this. We have something called DubCon, which yeah, is I, I know, we know what that is. Yeah, we definitely know what DubCon is. <laughs> yeah, which is basically rape. yeah. Well, it would be rape in real life, but because it's yeah, fiction, yes, yes. you yeah. can see in, inside someone's head and see that oh no, they really secretly want it. Yeah. So it's not no, really eventually, rape. eventually she went. Hey. Yes, and I am, and I am a feminist it's saying so that, and it it, right. it it feels so wrong, but that that is the reality of Dubcon. That is what it is as a genre. Oh, well, I I believe it's a valid fantasy. I think. Oh, it's for sure. Weird, but. It, I, it's, I mean, it's, I think it's normal, but also I don't really want to write it at the same time. Although I say that, and I probably will end up doing it in about a week, but you know. <laughs> Yeah, I've just, already done it. I'm actually just browsing it. right now, and I just want to point out, and I don't know if this is just a sale right now or what, but uh, I wanted to point out to anyone listening that uh, Jesse Bond's own mindfuck exclamation yes. point is, is free right now. It is oh. free, and yes, and oh it's my. not getting a whole lot of momentum. I would, I would love for people to check it out. It's, uh, the, the, excla- the exclamation point is very, very important thematically, by the way. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned it. <laughs> mindfuck. I, I, do, I, like the, I like the cover. Yeah. I was going can... for I was going for mind freak, but I realized I don't think that has an exclamation point in it, so I kind of fucked that up. But at yeah. the same time, I'm I'm quite happy with I it. I don't want to watch Chris Angel fuck or or hear about <laughs> it. I don't <laughs> I don't want Chris Angel to get laid. Yeah, yeah I kind of got you know, I kind of got like away from that for legal reasons. The connections to Chris Angel are tenuous <laughs> at best. It's not really. Yeah. So let's talk about. Um, actually, let me ask this first: is there is there stuff that you like personally don't find hot? that you've written about for mercenary reasons. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Let me look at the list. <laughs> oh, no. let's see. We're going to be here for a while, aren't we? Yeah. Vampires, werewolves, dubcon, tentacles. Uh, let's Tentacle. see. What else have I written and technically hated and sold the shit out of? Oh, Lord. Oh, 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 pseudo-incest. I wrote oh, pseudo-incest because oh, God. I money. I yeah. love money. I love money more than I love dignity. Yeah. yeah. So does it, does it have the word daddy in it at least? Oh, yeah. Of sure. course it does. Because it then does. how else would, they, would the creepy people <laughs> figure out that they need to buy it now? That is, that is my favorite part. Just my favorite part about and, – and, and – I'm sure you, uh, you've noticed some of this too, but but uh, but how you know from whatever sort of restrictions that there is or or in place or that people put on themselves, like there's not actual incest in, in Kindle porn, doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah it's, nobody's actually yeah. writing 
you know, biological incest. So what they'll do is they'll uh, think... Not so No? Far. No, go on. The, the way it works is presently on Amazon. On Amazon, that is. That is not allowed. You can't have that. Sure. But some of the most popular erotica ever, the Selena Kitts Bumgartner series, uh, a lot of that is just pure incest. But then again, that dates back to like... Oh five, oh six, right before this became such a big thing. It's, but where it's, where are they selling that? Oh, you can well, you can get it at anywhere you want because she's a big name, so the rules sort of don't apply. So um, they, that one is on in. Yeah, grandfather but Barnes and Noble doesn't have any restrictions at all. They don't. They don't give a really? shit. But um, the reason people restrict themselves is because Amazon is the biggest market, so you obviously want to market your material there. So yeah, people just kind of shy away. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it, it does exist. It definitely exists. Okay. Just, just not on Amazon, out in the open, sure. so to speak. But the so thing if, that I was, the thing if that I want to make a werewolf tentacle twincest story mm-hmm. and, and get it on Amazon, I'd have to be really subtle about it. No, no, just as long, put As long as they're not brother. biological twins, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if you're putting step tentacles ten. in, maybe one Identical stepbrothers? Like, yeah, they're step twins, <laughs> like, uh, it's fine. <laughs> like a magical <laughs> clone. Yeah, oh, okay. someone made a fuck golem. Yep. <laughs> I just wrote that down. <laughs> Hell yes. I, I made a boots ringer, fuck golem. <laughs> We all got to split profits if anyone writes any of this shit. By the way, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> anthology time. But I've noticed that I've noticed that that what they'll do when they have this like this quasi incest is they'll say they'll say oh a stepbrother and they'll say it right right in the beginning and they'll go like yep. oh it's it's the blah blah and his stepdaughter and they'll say that in the first sentence and then and then it'll be like. That she was my daughter, and she was like, "Yeah, daddy," and I was like, "Yeah, you're my daughter, and I'm your daddy." <laughs> like, <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. It's beginning. We're good. <laughs> it is written for incest fans, so they right. have to do that. Yeah, but, and yeah, the whole not... pseudo thing, yeah, it's just it is just a fig leaf. It's like, oh no, it's legal, but it's still creepy as shit. But it's mm-hmm, legal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's yeah. no less creepy, but man, it's it's legal as hell. <laughs> well, but see, the thing is that the fig leaf is a really apt analogy because the reason people started doing it is because these things started getting banned. Um, before the before there was sort of Amazon cracking down on it, Barnes and Noble. Well, they don't, but you know, these different distributors cracking down on it. It was just out in the open. There was no, you know, you didn't have step tentacles. <laughs> you had. <laughs> Right, just biological dad tentacle, and so it it really does. It it was just a way to sidestep um, having your stuff delisted, really, and now it's just sort of stayed. <laughs> so, fig leaf, fig leaf is also appropriate because having read as many Kindle porn stories as I have, it's pretty close to the Sistine Chapel. Like, yeah. I feel like the craftsmanship's about on par. <laughs> oh, definitely. Um, Jesse, what uh, uh, has, has there any been, been anything that, that you've written that you haven't personally like you found kind of gross or just generally not hot? I haven't gotten to that point yet. I have a feeling okay. it's probably going to happen soon. But then again, I am kind of of the opinion that you can make almost anything sexy, at least to yourself and hopefully to your readers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, by kind of focusing on what makes it sexy to the people that are participating in it in the story, you can kind of you can give people who aren't necessarily interested in whatever specific fetish it is that you're writing about, you can still give them something um, to enjoy. 
so that's kind of what I'm hoping to continue doing. I, I haven't, I haven't really. I mean, I've obviously probably written about things that aren't my like specific kink, but you know, it's it hasn't yet gotten to the point where I'm just writing something where I'm like, ew, 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 every five seconds. <laughs> I, but like I said, I'm sure that's going to happen. You know, stop that fingers, come on. Yeah, I, it, tentacles are are in my future. I'm sure of it. <laughs> Write that down. Oh, tentacles. Tentacles are in my future. There's another title. Tentacles are in yeah. my future. Yeah, that's right. brilliant. That's copyright. Copyright Jesse Bond. Tentacle I... Yeah. I have written things that I have found gross and kept pushing forward because somehow typing a few words and then saying <laughs> gross adds this twisted layer of objective delight to it. <laughs> it's like, wow, that's gross. And someone, at least one person, is going to masturbate to that gross <laughs> sentence. And that gives me this twisted, like, literary sadistic glee that makes it fun to write again. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you're, you're James Joyce writing about your farts and shave soap, right? Exactly. <laughs> well, James Joyce enjoyed writing about farts. Oh, he yeah. loved it. He he also- yeah, that wasn't gross to James Joyce. That was badass. That was, that was actually, that would be Nora writing about her farts to James to Joyce. To James Joyce, right. Yeah, I'm farting. It's so great. Uh, James. <laughs> Very excited. <laughs> The best sure. thing about all that is those correspondences were done through uh, through Telegram. Right. So <laughs> someone right. had to so, read so that. two people in between. Mm-hmm. One person, <laughs> one person had to dictate it over the over over it. The other person had to receive it and go. Am I getting this right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Send again, please. I don't know. It's even better if you imagine them as singing ones. You know, the guy shows up at the hotel room. <laughs> do, do you guys read? Uh, other people's fiction of similar stuff, either for actually for any reason. Not really. Like it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's some sometimes, but I, I'm a picture person. If I'm <laughs> sure. if I'm looking to whack off like really fast, I don't want to read three thousand words. I want to look at a picture and create the context in my mind, and then whack off. It's just it's streamlined. I think we've I think we've well established that of the three, you're the most mercenary. <laughs> I think that's been that's, that's right. That's He's a narrative the that we've developed. Yeah. See, I I love to write. I've written since I was a little tiny boy, but I don't really enjoy erotica in the in the quantity that I produce it. I enjoy it. Sometimes I enjoy it when it's a, when it's in a longer narrative and there's been buildup of thousands of words and there's like this emotional payoff because I can get the physical payoff looking at a picture. It's starting to sound like so, for help. Now, <laughs> now say if, like, if another writer has you know puts out something that's 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 very successful and and all talked about in the communities. Um, like, are you curious? Do you do you, do you get in and see what it's all about, or do you just <laughs> sort of yeah. avoid it? Yeah, are for um, business purposes, I guess. <laughs> I uh, I read a lot of it mostly to see what's going on. Yeah, a feel for yeah. for the because I don't um, I don't read it. 
because it ex- like you know physically excites. Although sometimes it does, to be fair, hmm. uh, plenty of times it does. But um, <laughs> though I, I usually go into it like what I'll do is I'll go look at you know the most popular free things on the on you know you go to your Kindle store most popular free things. I'll look at that and see what kind of trends are happening and things like that. Um, and uh, you know just to make sure that. I'm doing things that are palatable to the audience and things like that. But then, you know, you get these giant mega hits that are just unavoidable. Like, I mean, at some point we're going to talk about Fifty Shades of Grey, so we might as well We must, we must. <laughs> um, might as well get it over with. Yeah, let's just push this out here and, you know, squeeze it from the base to the tip, right? Well, you guys are insiders. I, I actually, I'm looking this up because I don't even know what you're talking about here. So It's here. basically, oh, it's heck a... Yes. The the storyline goes for this piece is that it was it, it's for, okay it's a big long trilogy um, that started life as a Twilight fan fiction several years ago and okay. got picked up and picked up by Random House okay now obviously, wait a minute does that yeah, yeah. okay Here, here's here's the thing okay obviously you can't have Random House publishing Twilight fan fiction sure <laughs> that's no good right so it was changed to the basic narrative is the same, but the characters were changed from a vampire to a businessman, which I think is fitting. <laughs> what? Wait! Hey, that's that's yeah. the sulkiest businessman ever. A very oh, sulky. He, well, he is. Oh, man. I've read it. It's true. Yeah. American psychos just keep getting worse. That's right, except this one is a... He's a, he's a loving sadomasochist. Oh. He's not a... Come back to us, Brad Easton Ellis. I'm sorry I said things about you. Anyway, drill sorry, in go the on. head, drill in the head, Phil Collins. But uh, yeah, anyway, it it, it it just exploded once Random House picked it up. There was just you know, you go to the playground with your kids and you, you see women reading it. You know, just sort of hanging out, talking about their favorite scene. With and them. this book is properly like full on porn. Like yeah, the, it's it's uh, it's not it's no? not as hard edged as some of the stuff that we produce <laughs> but if i may there it was actually it was self-published the names of the characters and some of the details were changed first oh, okay before and then okay. it was self-published on amazon and then random house said amazon have money give random house money now okay so, that makes more sense yeah okay. so is there an original version that has like the twilight characters in it Yes, it's called Master of the Universe. Yes, yeah. like he man. Seriously? Oh. <laughs> Seriously. Wow. <laughs> For real. Wow. It's well, been excoriated already... from the internet in that form, though, since it got published for money, because sure. God knows we can't have people getting it for free in its yeah. original form once it costs nine ninety nine a pop. But um. Okay, so wait, so the, actually the... the... The Fifty Shades of Grey was presumably a digression to talk about fan fiction, or where, where were we going with that? Like a lot of things I say, I don't really know why. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what, what, what were we going on? Oh, oh, we were talking about um, reading, bestsellers, yeah, bestsellers, research, reading like bestsellers. Yeah. Um, well, my point in bringing it up was that a lot of times there's these unavoidable forces sure. like that. And those are the kinds of things I like to poke around them. Frankly, Shades of Grey is embarrassing almost to read <laughs> but um, well it's, I mean so is the source material <laughs> to be why yeah why it's a poorly written book so yeah. I, I want to talk now about the, the 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 obviously there's there's a community that's sort of 
well, whatever it would be. Like, it's kind of, it seems sort of tight. Like, you seem to kind of know each other and stuff, right? Yeah. So there are, there are, there are, I would assume, can we talk about the big creepy weirdos that are the ones that you like to avoid? (laughs) That's the thing. I don't really have, I don't particularly, because most of the people that I talk to in any real capacity are generally, like, well-adjusted, friendly people. I don't, you know. Okay. Even the biggest of the big, you know, Selena Kitt, Carl East, these people, they're just really kind of down-to-earth, normal people. They're not, you know, Stephen yep. King weird, right? <laughs> sure, sure. Most people are pretty chill. There yeah, is there is occasionally trouble with people falsifying reviews, which is... Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. The presently, yeah. Scandal. How does, how does that? Uh, Scandalous. First of all, how does that break? How do you know if somebody's sock puppeting? It's pretty sometimes, obvious usually, but not sometimes, always. Sometimes they will outright fucking admit it on a forum and <laughs> brag. Yeah, there's that too. That makes it super obvious. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, Damn it! I tip my hand when I confess. <laughs> so are there? I mean, I know, I know that for my own, you know, uh, vanity, um, I end up kind of looking at statistics of, of other people's podcasts and seeing their numbers and then going, oh my god, you suck. Why are you 500 times more popular than me? Oh, yeah. yeah definitely. So oh, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing guess. that's got to be something that you're doing. Oh, for oh. sure. All the yeah. time. Constantly. Every, mm-hmm. every 10 seconds. I yep, do basically never stop doing that. Sure. Constantly with the vanity searches and the jealousy and the hate and the, yeah. yeah. Bitterness. <laughs> and Bitter, yes. bitter, bitter. For Do you sure. feel that there's 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 aspects of which, like if you were a poor writer, you could improve. Like if you were able to kind of like just squirt out a thousand words faster, or just different methods that that you're kind of <laughs> yes, like, squirt out, squirt out, yes. very yeah. apt. I like that. Yes, That's a good yes, book. yes. Sometimes but, I do think I would sell better if I was a crappier writer. I, I do. Yeah. I, it's a weird thought to have, but sometimes I look at some of the shit on the top selling list and I'm like, maybe I just need to be crap. Maybe that's <laughs> what I need to do. <laughs> I, I think part of it is you have to care less, which is right. next to impossible for me. <laughs> Wait, what the fuck are you talking about? That runs contrary <laughs> to everything you've said in the last no, hour. No, 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 no. The thing is, <laughs> it's... You have to care less... In order to produce crap faster, and I don't want to produce crap, at least on a subconscious level, I want to produce lots of crap so that I can reduce it quickly and it can get bought by creeps. But I keep getting caught up by my writer's ego trying to make it not crap, which makes it write slower. Uh, The thing is, I don't want to write good porn. I want to write something else, but they won't pay me. (laughs) That's the problem. Again, this sounds like you're really starring in your own strange, like Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> it's, <laughs> sure, how you ended up there? Broke. Yeah, yeah. There was time now. It's not fair. But there I don't know. was no I mean, customers. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like I'm pretty happy writing porn. I, I feel like yeah. I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I can be more fulfilled writing something else because again, no one would buy it. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of like the porn is what sells it, but like I was saying earlier, there can be other things, too, in with the porn that you can be proud of. And hell, you can be proud of the porn. It's not that easy to write something that's hot. Sure. So you can be proud of that as well. Yeah, I mean, exactly. did, you write, uh, did you write, did you go right into Kindle porn, or did you start out, I don't know, writing for Literotica or, or whatever? 
I um I actually I've written like some fan fiction in my day. I won't deny that. I never wrote on Literatica, but I have read a fair amount. So I wasn't even aware of this Kindle porn market until recently. Actually, I would have been doing this a lot sooner. But apparently, people pay for porn on Kindle. Who knew? So uh, yeah, the thing is, all... I um, I would write about Cox regardless for fun. <laughs> but until recently, I... <laughs> that's not a book cover. That's a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have been doing it. For nothing. But until January, I didn't share it with anyone. Sure. And the reason I'm so mercenary is because, for the most part, the kind of stuff that turns my crank is much longer and takes much longer to produce. And it doesn't really sell that well. It's like, it's... It's Actually, like, yeah, let's, let's talk about length. So I, I, I was actually... <laughs> let's do, let's do. Let's talk let's, about girth as well. Yeah. Ugh. All right. <laughs> uh, I knew that was coming. Yeah, I, I know, but I thought maybe someone would stop themselves. <laughs> um, so, so when you... Like I said, I think actually one of the things that was kind of surprising, because I was basically just sort of researching it for the, for the F-plus episode, and 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 one of the things that I found surprising was was they're rather short, mm. Mm. and 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 usually usually like when I'll when I'll go online and, and look for you know like um, like written smut, there's usually a huge buildup like two or three pages of stuff where it kind of you know you kind of browse like you look at it but maybe you don't read it fully but just sort of like pay a little bit of attention but the but the Kindle ones seem to be very very short and to the point is that that's that's sort of is that the market or is that am i wrong to a point yeah it's sort of a sweet spot for one thing you have to charge between two dollars and 99 cents and nine dollars and 99 cents to get 70 percent royalties from amazon what happens if you charge 99 cents then you only get 30 you're only making 30 cents per book that you move okay And a 99-cent book, oddly enough, people are going to assume that you didn't spend enough time on it to make it good because, obviously, you would price it according to how much it's worth. Because that would be a discount in the market where the standard price is two ninety nine, right? I think I haven't been into this for more than six months now, so I'm not sure if two ninety nine has always been the thing. But one thing that people pay with for with Kindle porn is convenience because you just you click the button and it goes to your Kindle and nobody has to know and sure. it's nice and short and you can read it on the bus <laughs> mm-hmm. and you can take it everywhere <laughs> yeah and I it's think- it's instantaneous you're basically paying for the convenience of you know rubbing one out quickly to three thousand words the yeah the price point is um, it's kind of an interesting thing because if you look at any other sort of fiction, uh, you know anything, science fiction, fantasy novels, whatever, mm-hmm. full length, you know, seven hundred page books are going for three ninety nine, four ninety. Right. And with this, of course, you can move three hundred copies of a story at three dollars a piece, and sure. that's unbelievable to a lot of yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. But 
what I've found to be the case is that people are willing to pay for something that you actually spent more than 10 minutes editing and, you know, like ran through a spell checker and like really basic things that piss people off about independent (laughs) self-publishing things, right? Yeah. If you avoid that, people are happy to pay it because frankly, $3 is still not even real money. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a lot of it too. It's, it's well within that impulse purchase range. And if you bother to make something decent, then people are going to buy it and go, oh, yeah, this is pretty good. And they're not going to be upset about it. But I, And, this, you know, if, if you're not happy with it, you can either return it and admit that you made a bad purchase or eh, you're out less than the cost of a hamburger. Yeah, so really there's very little investment, I think, from from the reader, but... Yeah. They still do return things. <laughs> now, oh, I didn't even know you could do that. You can return. Yeah, you can't. So well, I could have returned gang. I could have returned gangbang on a cruise ship with Hitchhiker. Yeah, I wouldn't have returned that. Yeah, that was, dear God. That on was Amazon, incredible. you have on Amazon. You have seven days, unfortunately, um, to regret your purchase and return it. So now, um, we've all been. <laughs> yeah, seven days. Huh? Really? Yeah. <laughs> Unconditionally. Really? Yeah. That's there are it. reports that Amazon tracks people, and if they return too much, they discontinue their accounts or whatever. But the reality is, you can do whatever you want to and get rid of an ebook in seven days, and nobody will. So, of course, it, it, is, it, is a, it is a recurring issue, I think, that people are just grabbing something and having a quick wank and then returning it, you know, never with the yeah. intention of having paid for it. Right. So. so, that happens a lot to all of you, is that? Like, how frequently would you say that happens? Okay. Yeah, it comes in waves. Well, I can tell you exactly look. what my return percentage is right now. There's yeah, roving gangs of returners. That... <laughs> yes, exactly. Th- those are the pirates. Those are people who yes. will grab yeah. a copy of everything you have, put it in their zip file they're going to put on, you know, mega upload. Or I guess mega upload is dead. Put wherever yeah. and then return yeah. it. And I'm not really bothered by that because usually they don't take the links to my back catalog out. And they're the people who wouldn't be paying me anyway. So sure. what the fuck right. do it's I like, care? Yeah, it's like all piracy. It's kind of got that element to it of like, well, they weren't customers in the first place. So Yeah, mm-hmm. and I have six returns for this month. Yeah, and like, pirating books and putting them on your Kindle is so much more of a pain in the ass than buying a book and having it right. on your Kindle. Yeah, they're yeah. just pushing yeah. the button twice and there it is. Yeah, yeah it's, it's actually a bigger pain in the ass to steal it yeah. <laughs> for once. Yeah, the the opposite of video games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because video games will only work if you pirate them half. The time. Right. Yeah. Pretty much. Tragically. Yeah. This is right now. I've got fourteen returns on a few hundred sales, so I'm Woo! not particularly okay. upset about that. Yeah, so um, that's not that's not too bad at all. But what happens? A lot of times, the frustration is because you'll you'll check your sales. You, you'll you know, check at night or whatever. You go, oh, cool, I sold whatever 15 books and then the next morning you'll look and then every single goddamn one was returned <laughs> ah, you know. yeah it's like son of a bitch but it's i don't think it's it's irritating because you know it's irritating but i don't think it's that major of an, you know it's not like i'm losing entire months of income yeah just, but it's it's irritating but that's about it i think how is the uh, how is the self promotion is as far as, I mean, because obviously I'm sure you spend 
just as much time writing as you are going, Hi! Are you looking to, <laughs> are you looking to drop a load? Yeah, yeah, the poster from uh, The Critic with... <laughs> Buy my book! <laughs> Buy my book! That's actually what I do all day, is just stand <laughs> Um It's, for me, I don't really, I don't know. I have a blog that I keep up, sort of. Like, I'll announce new releases, I'll put stuff on Twitter once and then forget about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the wonderful I, thing about the wonderful thing about porn is that you don't have to promote it. People will find it on their own yeah. all the time, constantly, because they're insatiable. So it's kind of something you can do if you want. I do the same thing. I'm like, eh, I should tweet this new release, but after I get a sandwich, and then I just forget. You know, sure, I never do. Yeah. So, because you don't yeah. really need to. Really? You don't, you don't think so? You know, I mean, I track. I, I, use, I use the Amazon affiliate program to track, you know, where my sales are coming from. And so far, really nothing comes from, from social media. It all comes from people just either have bought a title of mine and see another title that they're interested in and they buy it, or they're just finding me because they're searching for gay werewolf gangbang or whatever on Amazon, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, I just so saw kids. the Expendables. I wish they were werewolves. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's, that's exactly what happens. The the people who buy this stuff or at least want to consume this stuff to the point where they have sort of exhausted the point where free porn will work will just find your stuff because they're looking for it. They get home from work and they type in, oh, tentacle werewolf gangbang on a cruise ship and they click enter. And if your book comes up, they're really happy because that worked for once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 true. People are you know sort of writing to their kink. So so yeah yeah. So let's uh, so obviously I, I've heard a couple of little bits about about your your readership. Um, where are you like uh, uh, Francis? Would you say that because you're male and you identify as male, that you, you still get mostly female readers? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. Do you do you have like a gauge of of like? Do you have like an expect? Is is there a is there a um, is there a picture in your mind of what you think your customer is? That's an interesting question. Hmm. I like that question, uh, and I will answer that question like I often do with a circular <laughs> story. Terrific! <laughs> uh, that's actually yeah. some good Vanessa podcasting Yarn. right there. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sit down and listen. The uh, <laughs> I told my mom. I was uh, that I was doing this, and she said, "Oh, that's great. Uh, what kind of stuff are you writing?" I said, "Oh, you know, it, it's pretty, pretty hard stuff." She said, "Oh, I love that. I read it all the time. What's your name?" And I said, "Uh." <laughs> uh and then she offered to to proofread my materials for me. Oh boy, that has that has crossed over from yeah, supportive well, into creepy. Yeah, into into a Kindle porn story. Yeah, actually. <laughs> yes. If you would have said my stepmother asked me to prove my story, I thought this would go way worse. Oh, adopted. So it's fine. Uh, but yeah, it's I I'm really not sure because I've talked to a few of my friends that are about my age, around 30, mm-hmm. a male and female both have either read this stuff or have you know, read it for free, like on Literotica or whatever, or have bought it. So, uh, I think it's. I think there's a bigger base than people realize. Now, as far as what my image is, yeah, I mean, of course, everybody's image is like moo's and sponge rollers, you know. <laughs> but uh, I think the reality is there's 
a whole lot of people, especially now, like like Tanny said earlier, we have you don't there's no no one knows what you're looking at on that Kindle, mm-hmm. and so you know you, anybody buys this stuff and has no shame or anything, and so mm-hmm. I think I think it's a much bigger audience than what we traditionally you know lonely housewife sitting at home with a giant glass of white wine at eleven thirty a.m. I think uh, I think Fel- I think people like Felicia Day have gone a long way in kind of normalizing this idea yeah. of like, yeah. hey, women reading porn, it's okay, it's what we it's like cool. to do, you know. Yeah. Hmm. No, no, I think I think part of the reason that Kindle porn and erotica in general has a big female va- female base, not female vase. Ooh, there's a story. <laughs> Is because it's so much more discreet, mm-hmm. and I guess women expressing sexuality and sexual interest isn't as acceptable, which is sad, but if you can have a discreet outlet, then well, and also, oh, there's your is, porn. And also, this is the, this is the, the evolution of the Fabio books. Right, yeah. I mean, right. This is, this is the next step after, you know. Um, is there still, is there, is is that dead? Like, is there, is there no more, like, his beautiful love shaft entered her <laughs> quivering moist delta? Like, it's, it's, it's not, that, nobody does that, right? It's not dead. It's not dead because there are still women over 55 who want to read this. Sure. Yeah. Right. Grew up reading this. And I yeah. think, I think. Now, now that it's moved toward more uh, explicit stuff and more technologically savvy stuff, and because it's become more acceptable, there's actually a younger reader base for this stuff now. Mm-hmm. Like, instead of starting at 45 and a housewife unhappy with her marriage, you're like my old housemate, who was the only straight person in the house, who was 32 years old, a 32-year-old lady who... Worked the night shift at Walmart and came home and played PlayStation until she went to sleep. I guarantee you there are tons of people like that who read my stories. They're not 45-year-old housewives. They're just beleaguered young people who want porn. They've <laughs> been disillusioned by the they lies they were told by the establishment, and they need porn to make them feel better. Hell yes. yeah. <laughs> Occupy, Occupy Kindle. <laughs> Occupy my ass. Yeah, there's. <laughs> oh god, uh, there it is. Oh, there's what the Yes. Yeah, boots. Write that one what? down too. <laughs> no, it's already been done. That's 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 a that's Wait, actually a what, real porno. What? Wait, what? It's already been done. Yeah, yeah. yeah occupy my ass. Yeah, occupy please, my ass. Please, please. You someone, are a liar, someone, sir. Someone expand. And I'm gonna... No, that, liar. That, that that showed up on my uh my my news feed. Oh my I, god, where it's I, where real. I get bad porn titles from. <laughs> Oh dear God! <laughs> oh, it's like a—is it like a hustler? Like, uh, like some no, people actually, do like the, what? It's one of my, uh, one of the people I know that wrote that one. But uh, wow! But that brings up a a point. The a lot of a lot of what spurs really good sales isn't particularly like filthy raunch or anything like that. It's whatever is happening outside. Um. For example, where the hell did we get werewolves from? Twilight, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why on earth are people writing like weird Batman smut? Well, because there's a new <laughs> Batman movie coming out. 
right? Mm-hmm. I and, I want to get on Sherlock Holmes so bad. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. There's a big like a <laughs> and that a, is what Watson said. Hey, speaking of, Alan <laughs> Sherlock nice. was like, okay. That's nice. I'm pretty sure he's in public domain, isn't he? Just go for it. All except one story. I checked. That's what I'm doing next week. As long as you, Fantastic. as long I as you, the shit out of that. As long as you say Sherlock Holmes as played by Schmenedict Schmumber Slash. Schmenedict, that guy who looks like an alien. And the guy from The Office, but not the British one, uh, the yeah. Ukrainian one. Sure. <laughs> I would watch the shit out of Ukraine. So there's a, there's a, there's, I, I, I was going to mention, there's a lot of Sherlock Kindle porn, I would assume? Actually, no. 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 Surprisingly, nope. yeah. You know, I, I want to point this, I want to point this out. If you, if you start doing the, uh, the Sherlock porn, you know what you will get? <laughs> Asexuals. What? That's right. Yeah. What? Yeah. Like, I, I I don't yeah. think. Oh, no. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. 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 No. I I learned I learned this recently. Uh, asexuals are super into uh uh well Benedict Cumberbatch specifically, but 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 Sherlock uh, Watson's uh, slash, which actually my wife pointed out that that's kind of cheating because if you actually watch the Sherlock show, the gay stuff is already really heavily alluded to anyway. Mm, (laughs) so i mean the point of slash is that like there really wasn't that much you know sexual tension between kirk and spock so you invent it (laughs) that was originally that was kind of originally but they caught on the thing the thing is the the major producers of media caught on to the fact that this was a thing and now it's no longer subtext it's text right but it's very subtle text almost everything now that has two male characters that are friendly has Uh some kind of flirty element to it now you'll notice because they're on to us they know what's going on (laughs) that's kind of troubling because that's kind of troubling because it seems like it's something that they would never actually you know make happen so it's not like representation of queer people it's just like oh these guys might fuck watch it lonely fat women (laughs) it is it is certainly problematic casting wizard it is very problematic, but it is. I mean, it's 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 a response, I think, to that kind of that kind of yeah. thing. Where it was like oh, Kirk and Spock are making out, and they're like, "Oh, geez, we better make them actually almost make out," but not really, because that would be gay. So, yeah. so let's look into the uh, the crystal ball here. What do you think are going to be the uh, the themes that aren't currently popular, but will but will be? Oh, um, I can see dragons becoming a thing as soon as. As Smendrick Cumbucket voices the dragon in The Hobbit, <laughs> dragons are going to become huge. Yeah, yeah, dragons. When does the um? <laughs> you you like, like dragons are going to become huge on the internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I with think they already who, sell dragon with dildos. Who buy so this? Little, uh... yes. Yeah, we we did the dragon dildo episode. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. It scarred so me life. Thank you, <laughs> Virgil the Drippy Dragon. <laughs> no. Good, good. Bad. I think uh, I think as soon as the um, as soon as this season of Game of Thrones finishes, we'll have a onrush of dwarf pornography. I think. Oh yeah. Um, what what kind of a creature is Bane? He's just a guy in a suit, right? Well, anything with Tom Hardy is going to be hot. So uh, yeah. I think yeah, I think we can definitely can see, see something happening there. I can see guy in a suit taking off. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, I'll write like it. Lawyer or a doctor. Uh, that's uh, that's one of the things I do is look at 
what's kind of going on, you know, in general popular culture and go, oh, you know, yeah. that could maybe work, things like And I don't really know. I mean, there's um, the Titanic thing happened, and I was expecting there to be a bunch of stuff, you know, the anniversary and sure. all this. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was expecting a bunch of that, but nothing really surfaced. It, it, it might have just been nobody cares anymore. You know, it would have been cool because they had that that uh, they had that uh, that anniversary voyage, right? Yeah, they, yeah. They sent out where they sent yes. out the second Titanic. What yeah. should have happened is the people from the first Titanic like climbed on board and <laughs> fucked them. So, like the ghost zombie yeah. Titanic gangbang. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think the reason the reason why that may not have happened is because the movie Titanic was already kind of erotic t- titanic fan fiction sure so uh, it may be that it's it's been done so, so there's so. the thing i discovered like you know avatar was such a huge movie but it doesn't have it doesn't have an internet following like Which it's the most make success- any sense it is the most successful movie of all time yeah and, furries and think. it's furry porn and, and and i found like there's like, been a lot of discussion about why that's not a thing um and it's I assume people have tried. I mean, I assume people have. have well, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it, people, people have tried fucking on top of a flying thing, right? In a skunk suit, but in three D. Uh, <laughs> yeah, in three D. But as I think, the conclusion that a lot of people came to with with them in in particular is that it's a really kind of they they support themselves, right? Like they don't need to go outside of the community to get reading material or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's I think that's why you don't actually see a lot of furry Kindle porn because they they have their own factory, really. Sure. They have plenty. So they so, don't need so, to go to outside sources. So actually, which which would explain the the sort of vampire werewolf stuff because that's that's kind of uh, routine and roundabout. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas. Whereas if something's niche enough, then it already has its own sort of self-sustaining community that's going to provide all of the wank material for it. And it's not really going to get people that, that want furry porn. Because if you, if you want furry porn, you're already going to those sites anyway. You're being Yeah, you already know. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, you've, you've already... There's less room for dilettantes, is what I'm pit. saying, right? Yeah. You may, <laughs> mm-hmm. like you may not be yeah. shopping for, you know, Kindle erotica if you're already kind of into, you know what you're into and you've mm-hmm. already honed in on it. I mean, I've, I've toyed with the idea of doing like a sort of a take on, on Supernatural with stepbrothers, of course, not brothers, because that would yeah, be wrong. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. But then I, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, it would, it would mostly be for my own amusement because I don't know if anyone would buy it because the Wincest community is kind of self-sustaining and they oh, have their thing. Yeah, so like I don't it. know. Yeah, I know so many people, so many Wincest fans, and, and I wonder if it would even be worth it. Personally? because. They're probably not going to even find it. You have personally. <laughs> if I, I feel like if I knew people that were into Winfest, I would uh, I, restraining order. Sort of the first, <laughs> the first word that comes to mind. It's to go home, lock well, the door. I mean, it's 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 really, it's about that. I mean, if I really thought these people wanted to fuck their siblings, it would be different. But I think it's yeah. all really just about the taboo, which is what I, all of this boils down to. It's about this is wrong, and yeah. therefore. It's sexy. That's almost every it's, every oh, totally. every kink yeah. can be boiled down to that. And it would scare sure. me a lot more if I didn't realize it's really just about this is so wrong. It's right. You right. know, that's really all it's all it is. Yeah, everybody says no, so it 
feels this like is a so cat. wrong, but your cock yeah. is so big. So it feels <laughs> That's like That's uh, another title. That's nice. Is there is there ever been a point uh, where uh, somebody in the in the forums uh, where somebody's written something on a dare? Oh, ever All the time. Yeah, hi, I'm Captain Daremaker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this this guy is always with the dares. Tell me, tell me, tell me one of those that's happened. Well, um, I don't remember the context of the original one. Uh, I have, if you can't tell already, I have a ridiculously overactive imagination. Sure. <laughs> and so I'm constantly just thinking of these scenarios. And, of course, I can't do anything with most of them because I don't have time. Right. But I'm just – I'm constantly thinking these things up. And somebody said something about, oh, you know, I finished this latest thing I was working on. I just don't know what to do. And mm-hmm. so I threw out some – Sort of, I think it was something about an astronaut in a cowboy bar or something like this. Ooh, and, uh, nice. right. And you know, he said, "Oh, that's a good idea." And then said, "Okay, I dare you to write about a police officer who pulls over a circus, a uh, a circus ringmaster, mm-hmm. and uh, then you have to go from there." And so I said, <laughs> oh, "All right, that sounds doable." Pretty good. And it turned into a clown gangbang. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was just, just a, a point A to point B thing. Yeah, <laughs> there was no Obviously, you didn't need to finish that story. We knew where it led. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could have just stopped talking. Everybody would have been, yeah. oh, Well, these stories all work on porn logic, so that is it basically how it goes. Two people meet. They have to end up in some kind of sexual scenario. Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Two or more people, of course. Let's not discount gangbangs. Gangbangs are wonderful. A, clown, a car full of clowns. Yes. Actually, yeah, One thing leads to another. Story. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. The car, the clown car, honks, <laughs> and uh, then fun ensues. <laughs> the best kind of fun. Yeah. I haven't done. Mm, I haven't done a forum dare. I've done dares from friends who know that I do this. Mm-hmm. I've done one where a friend basically dared me. Hey. Downton Abbey is really popular with, you know, lonely fat women on the internet. Vampires are really popular with lonely fat women on the internet. Why don't you combine the two? And so I did. I regret every minute of it. Yeah, a lot of times these things don't really turn out like you hoped they would. But then sometimes you sell 80 copies of a clown story, so. Yeah. You just it, never uh, know. You just never know. I really thought my story about a girl fucking Elvis's ghosts would... Holy ghosts. shit! Yes. <laughs> I really yeah, thought that's... it would sell because it's so fucking weird. Oh my uh, god. sell, but no one is... Bu- no how one much, wants how to How much read does that. it cost for fucking Elvis's ghost? Uh, it's, it's called... Uh, it's actually called uh, fucking in Memphis. It's... Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's Yes. I, oh, and if you oh, want to know, I did. I did listen to Walking in Memphis on a loop while I was writing it. So, <laughs> oh so man, change chair can feel really good about that. That's, uh, yeah. yeah, I no one, no one. The, the goddamn thing was horrible. It was a nightmare because I had to research Graceland to do it properly because it takes place in Graceland. Right. And then after all that work, I realized not only does this suck, no one's buying it. I really just that that was a horrible that that was my biggest regret of my two month career to date. So <laughs> I got that off the chest. What, uh, That's so far my favorite one, though. Yeah. You know what? I got I got to say it's the cover. I don't think the cover really clearly speaks to. Yeah. You. 
to do what what's it cuz I saw that I didn't I didn't kind of appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, the problem is I don't think I'm pretty sure that Elvis's estate might sue me if I actually like so I was trying to go subtle. That's just that's a sure microphone. It's the kind of microphone he used and I was hoping that sure. would pull people in but I don't really think yeah, I don't think the cover speaks to it. I think you're right, but uh, and I, I would also say that I would also say that again, having gone through uh, whatever sort of uh, research I have, uh, I think subtlety and Kindle porn not the best of really, They don't go together. Probably just fucking Elvis's ghost girl's ass. I really There's the cover. <laughs> yeah, I, I, if I really if I thought I could legally get away with it, I would. But I, I do think there's an issue there, potentially. Sure. So. Unless I called him Smelvis or something, I don't really think I could get away with it. So the, uh, the Mad Magazine, yeah, <laughs> Mad Magazine That's version. I think there's some kind of middle ground between oh, dicks and asses, get it here, and really, <laughs> and like fucking in Memphis. <laughs> there has to be some kind of middle ground because I've noticed there's almost a lexicon of words that will tell people without being vulgar, this is surely pornography. Surely. Yeah, and I hadn't quite figured that out yet at the time, I think, when I published that. But, um, yeah, putting the word kidnapped in a title is a really good idea, I discovered. (laughs) Uh, Kidnapping and abductions. Kidnapping and abduction is huge. I actually came up with the idea because I saw someone else's best-selling story by Leaps and Bounds had uh, abducted in the title. So I was like, what the hell? I'll write a story that says kidnapped in the title, and it's my bestseller. So speaking of creepy, we're back to that. Uh, I wonder who could kidnap Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Oh, oh, hey. Oh, wait. Is he a thing? Or is it – I don't really know much about this. Is Moriarty being hot a thing? Oh, I don't I know. I could make it a thing. But, I mean, you could make him peg Sherlock. That'd work out. Oh. Wait, peg? I, wait, <laughs> what? Does Morty yeah. already have a small dick? Sure. That's not hot. Well, I mean, he could use both. Come on. <laughs> wait, I guess. Would that be <laughs> those, for, those chin, for those chin dildos. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the childos. <laughs> if that is actually what they are called, I will shoot myself in the face for being right. I think, chi- I think it's Chindos. Chindos, maybe? Chindo? I, I couldn't tell you. I'm not Chindo familiar. sounds like know. a martial art. Someone martial art. really Your penis. I just like to say that uh, Urban Dictionary defines uh, Childo as a portmanteau of chainsaw and dildo. Oh. <laughs> uh, that's not hot. Now, now that let's a- imagine that. Is it a chainsaw where instead of teeth it has dildos? <laughs> <laughs> like hundreds of dildos flapping around? Well, the alternative is... <laughs> I think the person describing this doesn't know what a chainsaw is. This is a, a dildo mounted conveniently on a chainsaw body. When operated, the dildo twists and vibrates violently. That's like not that's a, not what a chainsaw does. That's that's well, that's not at all what a chainsaw does. No, I don't know what they think a chainsaw is. Francis, uh, what's what's something that uh, is there anything else that you think that people would be sort of surprised to learn about the about the field? I, I don't. I think the the one of the most important parts of all this stuff is something that nobody outside of the writers really knows about because we're the only ones that have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And that is the war that we have been fighting for the last – since the middle of February, there's been this on and off battle over what can and cannot be published and sold. Um, and it's – Yeah, I read a little bit of that. Yeah, and it, it's been – 
right now there's kind of a slow period in the battle because nobody's really saying anything right now. But, you know, there have been points whenever everything has been pulled. Everything with certain topics or certain tags on Amazon has either been pulled or filtered or um, certain like PayPal was threatening one of the major distributors of this stuff. They were threatening them to pull their accounts and stuff like this. Yeah. And um, so aside from the fact, I mean, yeah, we joke because a lot of this stuff is really funny and, you know, there's a lot of inherent humor going on. But at the same time, people like to read this stuff and there's no reason they shouldn't be able to. Uh, No one's being harmed. There's no... It, there's not even models in a movie right, doing anything. Sure. And at the same time, we have these corporations, PayPal for one. Well, okay. PayPal is actually reneged on that. Right, people blaming each other. Uh, uh, PayPal Master- does that a lot, reneging right. on things. Yeah. PayPal seems to do that. But uh, MasterCard has been blamed. Visa's been blamed. PayPal's been blamed. Amazon has been blamed. It's just, you know, no one knows where this stuff is coming from. But these co- these huge corporations are trying for some reason to restrict what people are allowed to read am i and, am i uh, right in thinking that amazon is 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 fairly kind of like non-vocal and and just sort of secretive about kindle porn in general like there's not really a good way to navigate to it from the amazon front page other than just you go fuck shit dick and then <laughs> yes and then you look in related <laughs> and then just do that forever I think I think the general thing with Amazon is it brings in a lot of income so it's allowed to exist. Sure. Yeah. But they're not but they're not I mean they're not really owning up to it exactly. They're not they're not denying it but they're not really talking about it, right? Yeah, well, you remember how the Catholic well, they're not Church really... used to the Catholic Church used to run brothels. It's that kind of thing. Like sure, sure. they don't love they don't love that we exist but they love the money, I think. Right. Yeah. A, a good example of this is um, one of the big names, Selena Kitt, is regularly on um, on the top of the erotica lists and on the top of just ebook in the Kindle store in general. She's basically always at the top of the of the list. Yeah. And every now and then, something she has will break into the top of the regular Kindle store list. Um, you know, like you, whenever you go to Amazon, hit bestsellers and you're looking for a flashlight or whatever and her books will come up and there's no reason that these things are removed but they just seem to vanish Uh, (laughs) even though they're making shit tons of money off of her Mm -hmm. they don't want it there you know which is on the one hand I can understand that you don't want you know a bare spread ass on the front of Amazon but at the same time the main issue is that they're trying to keep making money off of us, uh, and they do hand over fist make money off of us. Right. While at the same time, refusing any sort of accountability whatsoever for what they're making money off of. Yeah, and there and, there has to be accountability and clarity if you're going to have a kind of business relationship. Yeah, and that's that's the main thing. Um, and it also it also does it does it is it right in saying that that there's not really they they have guidelines but they're not really upfront about them so there's not like a clear like can do this can't do this can do this can't do this like it's just sort of like mushy it's trial there's, and error a lot of it. okay so you just write things and see if it gets pulled 
I have never had anything pulled. It's the cover I, images. The cover images yeah, tend yeah, to be yeah. more of a problem. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. I think I think for the most part they're worried about you know, children or sensitive old people seeing naked butts. They're more worried about that than they are about, you know, 17-year-olds clandestinely downloading Kindle porn. Yeah. See, I don't I've think only they're ever, that concerned about that. I've only ever heard of one person I think who's who whose content wasn't published based on like the actual content of the story. What I hear about a lot more is the cover images, which are obviously really in your face and out there. So if there's like an ass, too much ass crack, they're like, yeah. hey, you know, sure, you better reel sure, that sure, in. Sure. Put a black bar over that shit, you know. Sure. Yeah, I haven't had stuff pulled, but I've had stuff suspended before publishing, and I've asked, hey, what the hell happened? And they're like, you have bare titties on your cover image. We can't just put that on a public website. I'm like, oh. All right. Can Fair you put enough. Mi- can you put minors in a story? Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Okay. Well, <laughs> you can't say you're doing it. Yeah. You can't say you are. That's it's that like it's up. like the pseudo incest. It's like, oh, they they're freshmen in college, but they still live at home. You know. Here's Uncle Frank. Yeah. <laughs> step step, Uncle Frank. Step <laughs> no blood relation. <laughs> Because that it's makes it okay. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going to have any deformed kids, so it's all right. That's, uh, you yes. know, actually, if you, if you say uh, to a therapist you were molested by your step-uncle, the therapist yeah. will say, step-uncle, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, they basically just lie right in your face. You're clearly not traumatized enough. And then the therapist would take the notes and publish it as a story later on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, <laughs> it is... <laughs> we laugh at that, but I mean, stuff like that is part of the reason why I think it's legitimate, like Francis was saying, it's legitimate for Amazon to say, hey, we want this stuff to stay separate, or at least some of it, yeah. to stay at least behind some kind of lace curtain, so people who t- truly don't want to see it, who truly would be upset or triggered by seeing it, to see it. Mm-hmm. But they're not being transparent about it to their customers. That's the yeah, issue. Exactly. If, if they were transparent actually, to their customers, I have no problem with a, with a website saying, hey, adult filter is turned on. You can turn it off right now. Click here. But they're right. not doing that, and that's sure. the issue. Yeah, I can, I, can, I, yeah, can, I can absolutely see that. It actually, in a way, it makes it easier for, you know, Grandma or Timmy to find the naked boobs before Amazon catches it if you're not transparent about how to turn them off. Exactly. Because you can't turn them on or off before you let Grandma use the computer. <laughs> They're shooting themselves in the foot by doing it in this weird roundabout way. I mean, yeah, it's peculiar. All romance ebooks did, and that's like some kind of third-party independent ebook publisher. Mm-hmm. They did a sort of roundabout fuck you to us, and it was back when PayPal started saying, "Hey, you can't publish, you know, even pseudo incest or." dubious consent or anything on, you know, your site or we'll pull you. And Smashwords was reticent, but they had to do it. But all romance ebooks kind of really got their hackles up about it and decided it was time to just purge erotica authors pretty much entirely. Like, put them in a little ghetto and say, of all things send out form emails saying that they never wanted erotica authors in the first place. 
Much despite less, having an erotica less... category on the site, mind you. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> hang on now. Despite having, I am shocked and... to learn there's gambling in this establishment. Exactly, <laughs> they, it was they very had much like erotica that. category, and they had built in to their tagging system. You could just click a button if your story contained pseudo incest or dubious <laughs> consent. You could click a button. They hard coded it into the site, and they're yeah. saying they didn't want it in the first place. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, did someone hold favorite... a gun to your face? Yeah, exactly. What it... I think everybody's favorite comedy about that situation was that they, they became so specific about what you could put in a story. That they said, okay, look, here's the thing. You can have werewolf stories, but they, they have to be completely human whenever they're doing it. <laughs> they can't be half a wolf. Defeat you know, it's point. like... Wow, that's they put a lot of thought into that. Yeah, they really. Yeah, they really did. I, it, it's even even when I talk about the book strand situation with the uh, the whole thing about you know as long as you're if you're an indie publisher, fuck you. But if you're writing for one of our you know publishing places, then make sure there's double penetration in your threesome story. That's required. Yeah. Like that that kind of that kind of double standard is. I mean, you deal with it anytime you know you're 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 an indie anywhere people just kind of don't really want you a lot of the time and you have to fight 10 times as hard. Um, Fra- <laughs> Francis, how long, how long do you anticipate uh, you're going to be a, a Kindle porn writer for? I don't see any reason I would ever stop. As long as there is a place to sell my stuff, I don't see any reason to quit. You're a, and this is your primary source of income? This is your career? No. Uh, no. I do it... Well, it's kind of funny, but <laughs> I, I, I'm an academic, but I also can crank this stuff out at such a rate that uh, it is quickly surpassing my primary income sure. uh, in, in just raw money. But um, yeah, as far as it being like a sole career, it's, it's really risky. I mean, there's plenty of people that do it, you know, um, and make tens of thousands of dollars a month. Hell, much more than that a month. But it's just – it's so damn risky to to try to – not only selling things, period, you know, selling entertainment, being your whole livelihood. Um, who knows what will happen? You know, sure. will, will the publishers eventually just choke everything out? Will that happen? No, it's not going to happen. But it, it's really, really risky. It's, um, it's cool. It's an interesting thing that's happening. Um, I don't know if it'll replace traditional publishing. Probably not. I mean, there's always a place for those guys. But, yeah, that was a long-winded way to say, <laughs> nope. Jesse, same question? Oh, you, in me? Yeah. The lo- you in this for the long um, haul? I see no reason to quit, you know, like, <clears throat> like Francis said, I see no reason to quit as long as I'm still making money. And I think, I don't think it's too risky if you're willing to adapt to how the market changes, because there will always be a market for this. I always think of Don Draper telling London Fog on Mad Men, there will be fat times and there will be lean times, but it will always rain. It's like that. There will be fat times, there will be lean times, people will always buy porn. (laughs) So it's not like we won't find a way to to sell this stuff. There may be a time when, if everyone cracks down, there will be a dry time where maybe for a few months we won't be able to sell anything. But eventually new markets will open up because the demand is always going to be there. So I see no reason to quit. I mean, my income this month from last month is almost 
quadrupled. So if if trends continue, I see absolutely no reason to stop this. It's fantastic. I, and is this your is this your career? Is this your what you do for a living? I uh, I work in retail, unfortunately. But like I said, you know, I started two months ago. So if if this can be my career, you know, if that happens, I would be very happy to do that. Um, you know, and have that be my primary source of income because. I'm willing to adapt to whatever happens, you know, like I was saying in the market and continue to try and sell sell porn forever. If you weren't if you weren't making like if you were if you were getting more readers, people were people were were enjoying your enjoying your stories uh much greater than they were, uh but you were getting significantly less. Like the money that you were getting paid was a pittance. Would you continue? Um, yeah, probably, because this is the most satisfying thing I've done with my writing ever, because it's instant gratification, because it ha- it's, it's the money's great. I mean, I love the money, and I hope to someday live off the money, but the gratification side of it is great, too. Just knowing that someone was willing to buy my story and liked it enough to not return it or leave me a, a nasty review saying they hated it, that's so gratifying to me as a writer. I'm like, this is awesome, and I'll keep doing this. I mean, I've written for free before, and and it was totally gratifying just to know people enjoyed my writing. So, I mean, yeah, I would do it for less money, but I hope to do it for more money. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Tanny? How long are you going to be living out this uh, Greek nightmare that you've set up for yourself? Uh- <laughs> It's a Greek nightmare some days, and some days it's actually pretty fun, but the Greek nightmare is kind of looming over me right now. But I I can see myself doing it indefinitely, because I may make it sound like I'm really mercenary, but it's like I said earlier, I would be writing about Cox anyway, I just wouldn't be sharing it with anyone. What makes me really mercenary is that I have to write it for other people, which sometimes becomes tedious. But I know that Francis said it's a big risk, but I actually got into it because it would have been a bigger risk for me not to try. Because no one else will pay me to do anything, (laughs) to do anything else except this. Oh Oh my god, it is a Greek tragedy. (laughs) I I don't think it's a risk. I don't... I mean, <laughs> what I mean by it's a risk is that I think it's a risk to have it as your only source of income is what I meant, right. not the yeah, um, whole thing is risky. Because, no, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, yeah, you basically have nothing, you have nothing to lose by doing this except a few hours of your life that you probably yeah. would have spent doing nothing anyway, at least in my case. I mean, I was at a time in my life where I was totally dried up creatively. I couldn't write. I was mm. completely blocked. And all of a sudden, I'm like... I can I can write I can write a story in two hours because I am yeah. excited about what's going to happen when I finish it and publish it and people are going to start buying it and enjoying it and that's terribly exciting for a writer you know yeah and it's yeah. it's done a you wouldn't think so but it's actually done wonders for my creativity and my drive in things that you know aren't filth I've written more within the past four months than I've written probably in the past four years and that's that's including stuff that I'm not selling yet. That's including like serious stuff. <laughs> so hey, so porn, no, nothing porn to is lose. very serious. Yeah, nothing to lose. I had nothing, nothing to, lose to lose except except maybe a mother that wants to proofread. Hey. <laughs> oh. All you all you have to do is is very graciously say, you know, no thank you. 
Uh, <laughs> really I appreciate the offer. That's right, yeah, guys. Thank you so much for 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 sitting in with me. Uh, this was this was terrific. Oh, this that was, was a lot of fun. Thanks. This was fantastic. So Our guest once the- again, Jesse Bond, Francis Ash, and somebody who wishes to remain nameless. <laughs> I'm Mr. Lemon. That's Boots Rain Gear, and this has been a regular. For more information on the Irregular Podcast, visit irregularpodcast.com. We are currently looking for more people to talk to, so if you or someone you know has a peculiar predilection and a headset that sounds alright, email me using the link on the site and maybe we can make a new episode out of it. Keep in mind that the goal with the regular is to have a civil, funny, and informative conversation with people who make up this tapestry of our internet. So if you think we're going to bully people around with some sort of exploitive freak show, that's not really what we're planning. Unless we manage to get the green light on our Fox reality show, in which case all bets are off. This episode of Irregular would not have happened if not for the help of another Kindle porn writer and F-plus fan, Luna Lupe. We weren't able to get her for this episode, but her book is called The Cat Girl and the Tentacle Monster. It's currently available on Amazon for $3, and it features... I'm sure you can figure out what it features. Irregular is produced by the F-plus, the website for which is thefpl.us. If you want to like the F-Plus on Facebook or leave comments on our site, I'm sure we'd appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Hopefully we'll have more regularity for you soon.